And we are back. So my com- my microphone isn't connecting to the the little stand that it's on properly. Like, remember Alyssa when you were in the room with me? Uh, yes. And I got it to stick up, but as soon as I the three, two, one countdown finished, it went it went flaccid again. <laughs> so flaccid microphone is back, just like me. I'm not Carmen. That's not Gabe. That's Alyssa. <laughs> say hi to Alyssa. Oh, say hi, Alyssa. Hi, Alyssa. Clever the second time, as it was the first time. Because this is our second time recording because my computer decided to have a nervous breakdown. Me so, too. <laughs> hashtag same. So, <laughs> dude, thoughts, dude is colony. Thank you for tuning in again. As you can see, I have a guest. She's real cute, almost as cute as Carmen. Hey, dude, what's up? Well, today, on this day, a year ago today, Disney World closed its doors. Today, this day, I had my first shift back at Disney World, which was great. It was a lot of being talked at. But I think that's just how the first day goes. I'm excited to be back to work. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And yeah, that's what's up with me. Gabe, hey dude, what's up? Nothing much. Just sitting in your empty guest room. (laughs) Recording a podcast about The Bachelor. And I went to work today. And we went to the pool yesterday. That was a lot of fun. And I was going to say, we did not go to the pool today. No, yesterday. And then we finished another season of Survivor, and I ate too many slut brownies. Mm hmm. Do you want to explain what a slut brownie is? I think a lot of people know what slutty brownies are, but for those who might not, it's a layer of chocolate chip cookies a layer of Oreos, and a layer of brownies. And if you're making them for me, or if I'm the one making them, all of those things are gluten-free because my body does not like the gluten very much like Gabe's body does not like the colors. (laughs) Very well put. (laughs) Remember the SAT test where it was like, street is the car. As computer is to what? Um, I know what you're talking about. However, I never took the SATs. I took the ACTs. Well, either way, that's what that reminded me of. It's Gabe is to color as Alyssa is to gluten. Yep. That's that's accurate. (laughs) So. Alyssa, live on air. Happy first day anniversary. Thank you. Do you want to explain to the people what that is? Because I don't think that's a phrase used by many people. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. And we kind of explained it off the top of the show, didn't we? No, we explained oh, it the oh, first time we tried uh, recording. Before my computer shut down. <laughs> okay. Yes. Today was a day we went on our first date a year ago. And... She kissed me, and I did not kiss her back because I was surprised. That's true. I will say, to Gabe's credit, I was going to give you credit for something else that happened on our first date, but I guess you just don't want it, so. I'll take credit. What's my credit? Your credit is, so Gabe and I were planning our first date, and we had planned it for Sunday March 15th, and we were going to go see a movie in Disney Springs, which is like a very typical first date. Like, that's what normal people do. I am not a normal person. And March 15th was the day that the parks were closing, and Disney had announced on Saturday that all of the college programs were ending. And I said, Hey, Gabe, I want to go to Magic Kingdom and find every CP who's working, and I want to give them a little, like, note card. And Gabe said, yeah, let's do it for our first date. And I still think to this day that Gabe maybe thought that I didn't really mean every CP that was working. 
However, I did mean every CP that was working. And I think that night, Gabe learned how dedicated I am (laughs) when I say something. And, you know, he stuck around. And here we are a year later. It's like that meme when, or maybe it was from a movie, where they say, I'll take all of the bacon. And then the server says, sure. And then they go, I don't think you heard me. I think you thought I meant, I want a lot of bacon. I want all of the bacon. That's what you meant with the CPs. (laughs) I thought you meant a lot of CPs. You meant all the CPs. And to our credit, I think we got almost all of them. Yeah. Some parts were a little easier than others, but we did our best. We talked to some leaders and said, can you give these to your people? And they said, sure. We talked to some coordinators and we said, where are your people? (laughs) Tell us exactly where they are. And they said, uh, are you murderers? And we said, yes, but unrelated. That's not true. What's tonight, Alyssa? Other than the the holy day of our first anniversary. Well, right now, this very moment, as we are recording, Matt James, The Bachelor, number 25, is finding love, or at least a girl that he thinks is attractive. And it's happening. And the season's ending. And we have come to the end of another season of The Bachelor. And that is what we are talking about tonight. Yeah, I feel very bad because, so for the listeners, I like Bachelor Nation. Like, The Bachelor franchise and all of its spinoffs are shows that I enjoy watching. Gabe's first, like, introduction to The Bachelor was last season of The Bachelorette. And I went on record and I said, Gabe, I like The Bachelor so much more than The Bachelorette. It's so much more interesting, yada, yada, yada. And that just has not been true this season. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of, it's, it was more interesting than The uh, Bachelorette, but still when I missed episode, I went, Eh, I won't go back to that. I I get the gist of what's happening here. I will. I'm going to maybe be putting my foot in my mouth. I will go on record and say that Bachelor in Paradise is the most interesting. Yeah. Don't they just pump them with alcohol, though? Except for that one time because that guy, like, got belligerent. Well, ever since the guy got belligerent, they don't get pumped with alcohol anymore. They can only have two drinks an hour. However, Bachelor in Paradise, the whole premise is that they send all of the losers to a beach in Mexico and give them some alcohol and don't give them air conditioning. So they always have to be in bikinis. And then they say, see what happens, all of you conventionally attractive people. Two drinks an hour is still a lot of drinks. It is. It very much is. So, yeah. I don't know if that really did anything. I think that guy still would have got shit-faced and tried to fight people. Is that what happened? That's not why they can't drink as much anymore. We did watch, like, a very little bit of that season where a guy tried to fight people. The reason that they can't get drunk-drunk, like, shit-faced anymore is because there was an issue with consent a couple seasons ago. And the producers realized that you can't give consent when you're shit-faced. Mm-hmm. So they said, you guys can't get shit-faced anymore. Right. Consent's and they also simple, said... People. Let's get it together. Consent is pretty simple. But the producers also said, after that incident, they said, you can't drink as much. And they also said, if you want to go have sexy times, you need you both need to come up to the producers and say, we want to go have sexy times. We both agree to this. And then they can go have sexy times. Now that's so, peak romance. Yes. I, anytime I'm feeling in the moment, my number one priority is going to tell the person who's been watching live footage of me for the past week. Do you think 
if anybody wants to have sexy time in Survivor, they have to go ask Jeff Probst. I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, there have definitely been some showmances. How much sexy time do you think the Survivor contestants actually want to have? Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it happens every season, but people are for sure banging on that beach. I don't know. Do you think they get past, like, kissing? Yes. I think so. I don't care how nasty they are. Urges are And how many people are surrounding them? Like, yeah, you're sleeping next to the person that you're having a showmance with, but there's also someone on your other side. It's a giant beach. You can go somewhere. Mm. And be like, I bet they're looking for an idol. We're gonna go uh, look for an idol. Nope. They're going to fuck. Great. <laughs> That's <laughs> I think that would happen. I also started the Office Ladies podcast today, and I had a good time. It's really good. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. It makes me wish I could watch The Office, but I don't want to get Peacock TV because that's the only thing I'd be getting it for. I... Okay, so here's my thing. Hot take. Are you ready? I think that there are some networks and, like, okay, I think that Disney Plus is a fine streaming service, but I think that Disney Plus is a fine streaming service because there is so much included in it. Like, it's not like they made Disney Channel a streaming service and said, you get all of the Disney Channel content. It's multiple things. I don't think that every network on television needs its own streaming service. Like, it just seems... I think that's a medium (laughs) take. Okay, well, I haven't heard anyone else say it. But I, like, I don't think that CBS needs its own streaming service. I don't think that NBC needs its own streaming service. I just think, let your shows that are good and done be put on, like, the Netflixes and the Hulus. And you, like, you keep churning out new content, but don't, like, hoard every piece of content you've ever created. Yeah. I also think, like, they could sell their shows to other networks, like Netflix or whatever, and then keep The Office. And I'd pay $1 a month for The Office. Would you pay $1 a month to have The Office at your fingertips? Not if it's already on Netflix. No, no, I'm not. I said they keep Netflix. Uh, or they keep The Office and then just be like, this is our moneymaker. We want to keep this one and make all the money from this and offer $1 a month. And I think anybody uh, who even remotely likes The Office would pay $1 a month for The Office. Well, I'm going to be real honest. I don't pay for my Netflix. It's my family's Netflix. So I want to be the one. Hold on. Let me finish making my point. I wouldn't be the one paying the dollar. And even if I was trying to convince the person that pays for my Netflix that we should pay the $1 surcharge to have the office. I like the office. My dad likes the office. My brother likes the office. So that's three people on our Netflix account who all really love the office. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that would justify the dollar. Okay. But it's not a surcharge. It's its own. It's just the office streaming service. It's not connected to Netflix. Oh. No. See, I don't think that's worth it. (laughs) Unless... It's $1. It's the same exact thing. It's the same exact uh, monetary investment. Yeah, but that's another, like, thing that I have to pay. That's another service that I have to go to when my debit card information gets stolen and I get a new (laughs) debit card and have to change my information. Like, I don't know. I think enough people would pay $1 a month that they would make, you know, I think at least 100,000 people would do it. All right. Well, then you would do it and I would. You would do it and I would mooch off you and it would be a great system. And I would exactly. give you two quarters a month. And, and I would say thank you. Anyways, back to The Bachelor. <laughs> a less <laughs> interesting show this season. I will go in with an open mind next season, whenever that happens, because isn't it rumored that there's two bachelorettes instead of one bachelor? Yeah, so I think we should also say, like, we 
we're going to reference stuff that's happening in the finale and at the After the Final Rose special. Um, we are not watching it. It is currently 8.30 p.m. We are recording this podcast because I have to be up early tomorrow. However, any fan of the Bachelor franchise knows that there are places that you can go to find out what happened. So I figured out what's happening tonight. I told Gabe what's happening. So just know if we say things and then you're listening tomorrow and you're like, well, that's not what happened. Just know we're doing our best. (laughs) Disclaimer. (laughs) We're working with the information we have. Um, But yes, the rumor is, so initially, before shit hit the fan, and we can talk about shit hitting the fan this season, or I guess after this season, but before shit hit the fan, ABC had decided that Katie would be the next Bachelorette. And then shit hit the fan, and they needed to be more diverse again. Um, which, like, is something else we can get into. I agree with that, but whatever. So, rumor has it that they went to Michelle, who is in the final two tonight. Spoiler, she's not leaving with Matt. Um, They went to Michelle and they were like, hey, do you want to be the Bachelorette? And she said, that sounds great. However, I don't want to leave my students again because she's a teacher. And like the Bachelorette, the next season is set to start filming pretty soon. So she would be leaving her students again. And she said, I don't really want to do that. And ABC said, that's fine. How about we record your season over the summer? And Michelle said, great. So Katie is our next Bachelorette. She is still like the next Bachelorette who's being filmed. And then Michelle is being filmed over the summer. (laughs) And we don't have a Bachelor season in between because Bachelor in Paradise is in. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So if you could only watch one, which would you pick? Katie or Michelle? Yeah. I think Katie's is going to be more interesting because I think that they're going to cast more, like they're going to cast more guys who will get into shit on Katie's season, I think. You think they're going to go safer for Michelle's season? Yes. And say, look at how diverse we are. Not even that. I just think that they're going to cast more nice guys on Michelle's season. And I think Katie's going to get a lot of... Fuck boys. Like, yes. And I hate hey, them, but they're... I hate them, but they are better television. <laughs> true. That's true. Now, would you rather rock Katie's season or Paradise? Paradise. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I want to see Victoria in Paradise next to Bennett. <laughs> like, True. Ugh, I can't wait for Paradise. Well, I'm so excited. To sum up this season, I have a surprise. Oh? We did doing... you get me a rose? <laughs> no, I did not. You like Lily's better. I do like Lily's better. That's so, accurate. Let me pull up my, we are doing the first annual Bachelor Award Show. Brought to you by the Dude Thoughts Podcast. Featuring Alyssa. <laughs> yes, because Carmen would not know who to give these to. Okay. You know, sometimes Carmen's best work is when he has no idea what's going on. I think all his best work. Let's see. My- okay. So, I have some categories. About one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. About nine of them. If I can think of a tenth, because Symmetry will do a tenth one. <laughs> Okay, I have a list of all of the women pulled up so that I can pick winners. Great, because I remember six of them. Okay. Great. Okay, category number one, we'll start nice and easy. Best entrance. So do you want to explain the entrance to people who may not be as educated in The Bachelor? So, the entrance. The lead, in this case, Matt James, is standing outside of what is usually the Bachelor Nation. However, because of COVID, they have to pick various different resorts. (laughs) So Matt James is standing in front of a luxury resort and 32 women 
come out of either limos or some other vehicle of their choosing and they have to make a first impression and they have I mean the way that the camera makes it seem they have like 10 seconds and yeah and that's the first time that they meet potentially their future husband and poor Matt James meets 32 women in two hours and prays that he can remember all of their names (laughs) who had best entrance. I'm disappointed because she turned out to be very problematic as the season continued. But I'm going to say my favorite entrance was Anna. She came in with her little bachelor survivor kit. And I Mm, thought it was just so funny. She had those little red flag like toothpicks. And she said, if you see any girls that have any red flags, just stick these in their hair, which I thought was just so funny. And I really loved her entrance. And then a couple weeks later, she turned out to be real bad. Um, yeah, I liked her entrance a lot um, because it was it was in between the it wasn't like over the top, like, I'm just going to grab his dick and make out with him. It wasn't that, but it also wasn't boring. It was like quirky, you know? Yeah. So, so she's the I, best entrance. I'm impressed that I remembered all the way to the first episode. Yeah, I'm also impressed. I remember Katie had a vibrator. That was really funny. And she said, hopefully I can trade this in now. Yep. And then somebody showed up in lingerie. Yeah, I don't remember who who that was, though. Me neither. <laughs> so, great. <laughs> and then... Let's see, because those were all better than the second entrances, too, because there was a, a twist. Or was the best entrance Hannah in her minivan pulling up to security saying, I'm here to meet Matt. You guys told me I could come meet Matt. And then well, first off, had to ask, surprised. First off, her name was Heather. Her name oh, is Heather. Yeah. Heather. That's fine. Okay, continue. But yes, she pulled up in her little minivan. And she said, I'm here to meet Matt. And Chris had to act surprised as if Heather hadn't already been quarantining on the set for two weeks. Yeah. And then and we had clips to going back and pretending she's quarantining. Yeah. That was just a very strange. And they did all of that just for Matt to kick her out in <laughs> two <laughs> hours. Of, to potentially be dating her now? Trauma? Question mark? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. We'll talk about that maybe later. Let's continue. The first ever annual Bachelor Award show. All right. We just did Best Entrance. Since we're still on the topic of the first episode, where we still have all the girls, let's do Best Who Dis Bitch. Meaning, who showed up to the Girls Tell All? Is that what it's called? Women Tell All. Women Tell All, yes. And you said, huh. Who's that? I don't remember you. Who are you? How'd you get here? I mean, there are a bunch of them that showed up at Women Tell All, and I was like, who are you? Were you on this season? However, Gabe, I'm going to send you a picture, because I think that there is one woman who I will send you her picture. Gabe, the entire time we were watching this season, did not know who this girl was. Did you get it? I'm I don't want to waiting in anticipation. I don't want to like say the name because I don't want to spoil. I, even if I say it, you won't know who it is. Nope. Her name was either Mari or Mary. I don't remember how she pronounced nope. it. Nope. Which. Don't that. How um, but M A R I now. Oh, I have a Gabe. Nope. The reason I say this. Is because every time this girl came on screen, you said, that's the girl who wins. And I said, no, it's not. I should preface by saying that we already had a rumor of who won before watching the season. <laughs> that's yeah. why I said, is that the girl who wins? Because she kind of looks like her, doesn't she? Kind of. They're both brunettes <laughs> with middle parts. And that's all. There we go. That's all it takes. They have the Dwight Schrute patented middle part. 
So I think for Gabe's sake, she wins the who is this award? Who this? It's a who this. I'm not going to say that. Who? 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 This. Is this. Okay. Well, boo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since we're still on the first episode, next we will do Best Comeback Bachelorette of the Year. And I'll explain because I know you have no idea what that means. Best I Comeback sure Bachelorette of the Year is somebody who you met in the first episode and said, eh. I'm not going to like you. And then ends up being one of your favorites. Oh. I'm I looking at the... Who's yours? Kit. Ah, uh, yes. I I'd agree with... It was going to be annoying. I'd agree with that. I really I liked Kit. I'm, I'm excited to see Kit on Paradise. I thought it was fantastic that Kit went up to Matt James... And she said, listen, you can propose to me, but I got to go take my finals. And he said, that's great. And then he didn't give her a rose. And she was smart enough to know that she wasn't going to get a rose. Like, he didn't give her the date rose. And so she knew that she wasn't going to get a rose, like, at all that week. And so rather than let Matt dump her, Kit dumped Matt. Took the power back. In true Kit fashion. I'm excited to see her in paradise. With Bennett. I don't know. Kid is 21 and Bennett is 36. Yeah. I could just see them, though, sipping a drink by the pool, talking shit about people. Remember? I'd agree with that. I I just don't want them to, like, date. That seems... Oh, no, no. I don't think that's going to happen, because that's icky. I mean... Bennett was in high school when Kit was born. Yes, that's true. But... Yeah, I could just see them being sassy and talking about people and doing like a little finger high five, like a little woogity, but like a, but just kind of like down low so people don't see them talking shit. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd be okay with that. Okay. So Kit wins the first ever Comeback Bachelor of the Year award. Would you like to give a speech, Kit? Oh, she said no. She's here though. All right, best hair. This one's pretty normal. Who had the best hair this season? I know who you're going to say. Do you? Because I don't know who I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Well, I assumed you were going to say MJ. I like MJ's curls, but I'm looking at her picture, and I just don't like how she styles them. Okay. And I remember thinking... I remember thinking that during the season, too, because she has that, like, weird chunk up front that's very much shorter than all the rest of her hair, and it, like, looks like she's trying to have bangs, but they're much too long to be bangs, and, yeah, I don't know. I like her curls. I, you know who I think had really good hair? Who? Jessenia. Um, Jessenia. She's the one who went up against MJ. Ah, gotcha. He has good, just long black hair, but it's, like, healthy. Yes. Okay, yeah, I had that picture pulled up already. <laughs> yeah, you sent me. Because <laughs> I Googled her name, and as I wrote J-S, J-E-S, it went, just send a bachelor, question mark? Because Google knows me. Yeah, I'm going MJ, though. You just sent me a picture. And, I don't know. Sucker for curls, I guess. Mm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bless Podcast knees. Did you pick uh, Jasenia then? Yes. Okay. Well, let's do one more. Let's see. How about... Oops, that's the wrong message. Let's do... Best Sierra. And I mean girl with the same name because every season I feel like there's a girl with the same name. So this is kind of awkward, Gabe. Okay. There was no one on this season named Sierra. Are you wasn't it like a Sierra P and a Sierra B or something? There was a Serena P and a Serena C. Ah, uh, well, 
I think it's funnier that I keep the award called Best Sierra. <laughs> so, who is Best Sierra? Considering I only remember Serena P, because I think she lasted longer, right? Serena P made it to Final Four. Oh. And then so, she dumped bad <laughs> because her. her family was like, I feel like you don't actually like him that much. And she said, you're right. And then she dumped him. <laughs> you're right. I did just want this for Instagram followers. You're correct. So I don't even remember what Serena B looks like. Well, Wait, it's it Serena, Serena C. Oh, Serena C. Well, you didn't like her. She was part of all of the drama. Oh my god, I hated her. <laughs> she was so annoying. Okay. Okay, I found my last my new category. Best <laughs> best not best bachelorette. Worst bachelorette? I want them to all start with best. So best not best bachelorette. Are you going to give it to Serena C because you hate her so much? I hate her so much. She came after my queen, Katie. So she sucks. All right. And then when she was eliminated, she said that she was blindsided by it. And everyone was like, um, girlfriend, have you had a conversation with him in the past three weeks? No, she was too worried about everybody else. She said she was involved in every single drama. Every single That's one. true. She and was. at least Victoria was doing a bit. <laughs> like, I don't think she's really like that. She was just like, I'm here to be TV. And Serena C tried to be like, I'm here to find love. But really, she was there to be TV. Like, if you're yes. just there to be TV, at least admit that you're just there to be TV. Yeah, at least be obvious about it, like Victoria was. Victoria was brought on to be a villain, and it was... Got, the season got a lot less interesting when she left. That's true. I'd agree with that. I understand why she left. Because she's insufferable. And Matt probably was just like, oh my god, I can't handle this anymore. Please let me send her home. <laughs> but here we are. Who's your pick? For best, not best. best. Not best, Bachelorette. This is going to sound so mean. Do you remember? Her name was Marilyn. She got eliminated week two. She was, I think, Victoria's roommate. And Matt gave her an orchid. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. What's her name, Marilyn? I'm, look, I'm pulling her up now. I don't remember what she looks like. Oh, yeah. I remember her. She just she looks did. like somebody that would be bullied by Victoria. <laughs> I feel like she came onto the show not knowing how this show worked. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, she, but also, Matt gave her a breakup orchid. Yeah. Because <laughs> he gave her an orchid right before the eliminations and then didn't give her a rose. So she got the least important flower on that show. I mean, I think any flower that's not a rose is is equally unimportant. Well, this season it's an orchid, <laughs> so right. it wins the least. It wins the best, not best flower award. <laughs> so she was your least favorite bachelorette. She just annoyed me. <laughs> yeah, I was I like, "Come on, girl, logical. you're moving into a house with." Thirty-two other women. Obviously, you're going to have an issue with someone. Like, true. That's why it's good TV. Well, let's talk a little bit about. So, we don't know hundred percent who wins technically. But um, we no, we know. You want to share who that is? So, Rachel Kirk Connell wins this season of The Bachelorette. However, she did not get engaged at the end of it, so the sources say. And she and Matt leave dating. Great. Happy for them. However, this season of The Bachelor is joining a long line of seasons of The Bachelor where the most dramatic shit happens after the season finale. Mm -hmm. And what is that dramatic shit this season? 
the dramatic shit this season is that photos came out of Rachel in 2018 at a college fraternity party that was Old South themed. Now, this is problematic because it was on a plantation and Old South indicates like you're celebrating the era that slavery was a thing in a place where there were slaves, which is just... So you would say it would be like going to Germany and celebrating the the year of which the Holocaust was a thing. Yeah. So it's problematic. And so those photos came out of Rachel and everyone was basically like, this is an issue. And then Chris Harrison was on an interview with Rachel Lindsay, who was the first Black bachelorette. And he basically told Rachel Lindsay, a Black woman, that people needed to extend Rachel Grace because in 2018, we didn't know that those things were problems. That's also just an issue. Um, (laughs) 2018, I understand the, like argument for that in early however however the fraternity that hosted the party did know that it was an issue in 2018 because their national headquarters banned those parties in 2016 so the fraternity knew that it was an issue but it was a problematic thing that they felt they had to break the rules to do yeah but I would say the issue isn't even with the fact that Chris said, like, we didn't know it was an issue in 2018. The issue is that Chris said it to a Black woman who said, this is problematic. And Chris said to a Black woman, no, it's not. Yeah. Which is a whole lot of things. So basically, the way that Chris defended Rachel Kirkconnell so adamantly basically confirms that she wins this season. Um, that's fair and then you want to defend your winner (laughs) yeah and then basically shit just hit the fan and people were like Chris Harrison you're being very problematic like this isn't okay and now Chris isn't hosting the next season of The Bachelorette so (laughs) I think I mean I didn't really like so you know I love Jeff Probst (laughs) right yes so I didn't really like connect with Chris the way I did with Jeff, but I also just think like Chris could probably host anything, but Jeff could only host shows like The Bachelor or <laughs> maybe the, the Amazing Race, you know, like high stakes, active kind of competitions. So, I also so my thing is just Chris is like taking the next season off first off because the public demanded it. And second, he's, like, taking the time to learn and unlearn some of his racial behaviors, which I think is good. I think that that needs to happen. I also, though, think that the show needs to examine all of its producers, not just Chris Harrison, and all of its editors, and it needs to make more of an effort to put more people of color in those positions. My mom and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago because CBS, which airs Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, they last year made a commitment to cast 50% people of color on their reality shows, which is great. However, with that, you also need to be putting people of color behind the camera. Because if not, you run a very, very big risk of portraying people as stereotypes. And I think you can put as much diversity in front of the camera as you want, but you need to make sure that those people are being portrayed as people and not just as your race card that you're using so that the public still likes you and watches your show. Right. That makes sense. It's also why I'm in my perfect time threshold to audition for Survivor, which at this point is becoming a bit that I'll never do. (laughs) So, one day, I'll make my audition tape, and 
send it out there and say, please pick me one day. It's not today. So we know that Rachel probably wins. That's pretty much confirmed at this point. And they and leave, and then they break up. They are, Matt and Rachel are no longer together because Rachel has a racist past and Matt is a black man. <laughs> yeah. Do you th- so do you think there's any way that Chris could have defended her without it being problematic? I think the issue came when he told a black woman that she shouldn't have an issue with it. I think that's where most of the issue lies. I think we probably should have all expected him to defend Rachel Kirkconnell. I think, for me at least, and I haven't done the research to see if this is what most people are upset about. For me, it was the fact that he was telling a Black woman, no, this wasn't racist. Like, you as a white person don't get to decide that. Um, so, oh yeah. So I just went to Matt James' Instagram, just for curiosity. And Did you see his beard? <laughs> Well, I saw that, but there's a, he's he's listed as a real estate. He's listed under real estate as like underneath his name, which just made me immediately annoyed. <laughs> he was a real estate agent before he went on The Bachelor, though. He's like no, no, no. All- I understand, but I don't know why that annoys me so much. <laughs> you just Maybe really have a thing of, about uh, real estate agents. <laughs> it makes me think of turning one million dollars into ten million dollars. Who are you referencing? Who said that? Chris from the what is his name Chris? Yes. Okay. Chris from um Survivor season thirty-eight, who so far as I said the other day was my most underwhelming winner. I didn't I didn't dislike him. They're just a clear standout favorite for me <laughs> that season. But this is yeah. Survivor. Well they'll bring him back. Don't worry. Yeah, but he won't win. You don't know that? So he's just too big of a threat. <sighs> anyway, Harvey won her second game. Yeah, but it was all returners. So I guess maybe. No, it, was it wasn't. It was not all returners. Oh, it was fans true. versus was favorites. Okay, I take it back. I am sorry. <laughs> anyway, continuing. Okay. Our text thread is literally just pictures of girls from The Bachelor right now. Okay. So, let's see. Best fight. I mean... There were three, I think. What three are you thinking of? There was Victoria and Sierra C. (laughs) I know it's Serena, but I'm going to call it Sierra C. Um, Katie and the girl I really don't like. Oh, wait. Okay, no. (laughs) Okay, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. Katie and Serena C, right? Yeah. Victoria and the girl you sent me the picture of, or the girl you told me about. What's her name? Mary? Mari? Marilyn? Marilyn. And then MJ and the girl you said for best hair. Jacenia. Jacenia. And then there's probably one more I'm not thinking of. Everybody attacking Heather. <laughs> that one that counts, maybe. <laughs> I think I just loved the fights that involved Katie because Katie wasn't afraid to call people out on their bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Also, like, she got a lot more, like, hood than I thought she was going to on <laughs> Because Katie had a lot of fights because she was the one that was, like, going to tell Matt, like, there's this problem in the house. I think you should address it. I also think that Katie was okay stepping down when she realized that she was in the wrong. So if you remember earlier in the weeks, Sarah, the girl who self-eliminated in, like, week three, she had, like, taken time from Matt from Katie. And Katie was, like ranting and raving to all of the other women and then it comes out that 
Sarah did that because her dad is very sick and she like wasn't sure if she should still be on the show and she kind of needed that reassurance from Matt. And I thought that it showed a lot of growth in Katie that after hearing that Katie was okay being like, you know what? I get it. Like, yes, it sucked. And yes, I was hurt, but like, I get it. I will step down. Yeah. So that's true. So I like, I don't know, Katie and Serena's, right? Yes. Okay, Katie and Serena C's fight felt the most, like, not one-sided, where I didn't just... No, I agreed with Katie. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Victoria's fight, but yeah. I mean, the MJ and Jasenia fight felt pretty pretty straight down the middle. Yeah. For the most part. I still agreed with somebody more, but I didn't, like... There was nobody in those two that I didn't like a lot more than the other, if that makes sense. I kind of was just like, eh, for both of them. So their fight, yeah. I was more neutral. That's fair. So, yay. <laughs> What's our next category? All right, we're winding down. I think we only have, let me see. Okay, let's do best. These two kind of go back to back. So, Best too good for Matt. Abigail. Sweet yeah. little baby Abigail. Little who, angel Abigail. Little angel That's Abigail right. who must be protected at all costs. True. I oh, just never hurt her. I just and Gabe, this is your first season, so I don't know if you know like how strange and unprecedented it is that the first impression rose the girl who gets the first impression rose didn't even get a one-on-one like at all this season that was she deserved better than that she deserves better than that abigail if you're a fan of dude thoughts podcast just know that i am rooting for you i know that there is a guy out there who will love you and treat you the way that you deserve to be treated and I'm in your court. <laughs> <laughs> we stan Abigail. I don't know what stan we, means, but I know people say it when they like something. It means stalker fan. Oh. I'm not, I mean, not that, but we like Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it brings us to our last category, which... Or I guess we can make one. Let's talk about how Matt James kisses with his eyes open first. Apparently, they like did a whole segment about it on Women Tell All, and I stopped watching Women Tell All because I got bored. But apparently, like the editors edited together like a montage of every time Matt kissed with his eyes open. I didn't even notice until you pointed it out to me, and then I couldn't not notice. Yeah, it's freaking weird. If you're yeah. If you're a young boy listening to this podcast and you're just developing how you kiss women, or even if you're an older guy listening to this podcast and you kiss with your eyes open, stop. Like, I understand, like, opening your eyes from time to time to kind of just, you know, protect from predators, you know, make sure nobody's sneaking up on you. But then you promptly close them once you know you are safe. And that is the law of the land. Okay. Are you ready for the last category? Yes. Best next bachelorette. So best next person you would like to see as a bachelorette. I mean, I'm pretty excited about the two that we have coming. Yeah. I think they will be very, very different seasons. I have a feeling on what Katie's season is going to be like, but Gabe hasn't watched any other seasons of The Bachelorette, so if I reference something, he won't know what that means. You still want to reference one for any fans of The Bachelorette? Yeah, just for fans of The Bachelor franchise, I think that Katie's going to be a Bachelorette who's very similar to Caitlin Bristow, which is kind of fun because it's been released that Caitlin Bristow is one of the hosts for Katie's season. 
So it's fun that she's going to have someone in her corner that is very similar to her. And I think it'll be a fun season. Yeah, that'll be fun. I think Abigail would have been a great pick. but I also agree with that. But I also... She would have been a great pick, but I don't want her to be the Bachelorette because she would get so many assholes, and I just don't want her to deal with that. Yeah, I just want her to find a nice boy, and he should treasure her as the immaculate person she is. Yeah. And they shall ride off into the sunset. So, other than the people that we have already picked, who would you pick if you could pick somebody else? I think... Serena P. I'm looking now. She's only 22, so she's a little young for it. But I think in a couple years, Serena P. would be a really good contender for Bachelorette. True. I think Uh, she has a good head on her shoulders. And I think she has a good support system with her family. And they want to see her happy. And they're not afraid to speak their thoughts, but do so in a caring way. Yeah. What about if Sarah went further? The girl who self-eliminated. I think she could have been good. She could have been good, but she just, I don't know. The show focused a lot on her, considering that she left week three and didn't come back. Like, I remember when Sarah left, I was convinced that she was coming back because we had focused on her so heavily. I thought she was getting a winner's edit. I thought she was going to come back. And so I'm almost wondering if, like, Matt really, really liked her. like. She was yeah. a front runner in Matt's mind, and then she said, "I'm done," and suddenly the show maybe, has to be re-edited. Like maybe she's coming back right now <laughs> on the and live reunion show. Sarah shows up. <laughs> well, and thus ends the first ever New Thoughts Podcast Annual Best Bachelor Award Show. Thank God, I have to pee, so (laughs) we need to wrap this up. Okay, well, you heard it here, (laughs) folks. That's Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave it a like and subscribe and all that fun stuff. Follow me at JimLittleGabe, follow Carmen at Carmen.Garibald.Official, follow Kelky at KelkyKelky, follow the podcast at Pod. follow Alyssa at Noel. wait, what's your thing? How do you say yours? (laughs) We've been dating for a year, and you don't know my Instagram. It's Liz Noel. It's Liz Liz Noel Clausen, right? Nope, sure is not. It's Lissa Clausen. Nope. It's at. I know the A is the the at sign is the A, which is B clever, but you say it. <laughs> at Lissa Noel one two two zero. Okay. Thank you for putting that in the Instagram handle, so I never forget your birthday. <laughs> Anyways, or my, you just got to remember my Instagram handle. True. That should be easy. And as long as you never change it. Speaking of change it. Wait, no. That doesn't work. It's not if you have a dream, go and change it. <laughs> I was trying to segue. But, Alyssa, I will let you send us off. And I will say, as always, everybody, thank you for listening. If you have a dream. Go and chase it. Goodbye. Bye, guys.